are two girls who love Formula One and IndyCar. Let's get right into our Alpine and Williams season recap. Before we start, like usual, <laughs> we have some news that's been released since our last podcast. We're not going to talk um, much about this one, um, and we will tell you why after I tell you what it is. Um, so Lewis is moving to Ferrari in 2025, leaving Carlos Sainz seatless for 2025. If you want to hear our thoughts on the situation, we made a whole podcast and you can listen to that. And it's literally called Lewis to Ferrari. Um, another news that happened and ready, um, got denied by F1 to be the 11th team. We also talked about that in our Lewis to Ferrari podcast. So we probably won't say much except for that right there. Um, just some couple dates to look forward to. There are 110 days to the Indy 500, which we will be at. So you can expect some fun podcasts from us around that time. And there are 20 three days till the first F1 practice in Bahrain and 25 days to the first race of the season. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Like chills as you were saying. That. I'm getting <laughs> so close. We made it so far. I'm, we also have roughly about a month or so till the first IndyCar practice and race. Yep. I don't have the exact date dates um for that Ugh, excuse me um and now we will start with the thoughts on Haas's car launch to start off with i thought it was interesting that they went all black this year kind of same way <laughs> i feel like a lot of teams have kind of gone with more exposed carbon fiber to save weight yeah um which doesn't save a whole lot of weight but it saves some yeah yeah um yeah definitely a lot of that black can't talk today um i i feel like i mean they didn't know that their timing was gonna be very poor but I feel like it was just very, you know, everyone is still caught up on Lewis to Ferrari that it kind of, I feel like, got overlooked a little bit. <laughs> I honestly forgot it was happening myself. Yeah. I was like, mm. afterwards, I was like, oh, yeah, that, you know, that's going on. <sighs> um, but I feel like in looks, I mean, I feel like it's very similar to, you know, what we've seen you know, look like in the past. Um, I feel like more and more with like the car designs, you see them lean towards that Red Bull looking like side pods and stuff. Um, but yeah, like it looks good, but I feel like it's just very similar to what their cars been in the past. So. Sorry, I like spaced out. Um, I'm watching a cat walk across um, my iPad. <laughs> and for some reason that really distracted me. 
Um, but I, I don't know. I don't really have a whole lot more to say. Um, I think it's interesting because normally they have a lot more white in their car design. Because <sighs> their main color is white and black. Um, and so I feel like that was kind of a big thing that I was like, oh, they went more black this year. So I thought that was interesting. Other than that, I, I don't know. I didn't really expect anything too exciting from Haas. I feel like most of these are probably just going to be like, wow, yeah, this is the route they went. <laughs> um, steak, on the other hand, I have more to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Steak, I was a little nervous going into this car launch because they just changed from Alfa Romeo to Steak, and I was like, ah. Oh. I don't like this. And um, I ended up getting the chance to like watch it live. And I will say I got literal chills watching it live. Like it was the coolest launch I've ever seen. I don't know what it is about the green, but it's not an ugly green. I had little hope because the race suits, no offense, the race suits are ugly. You're bad. I, I don't, I don't, I hate is a strong word. I dislike their race suits. They're so bad. Like, I was talking with someone else, and he was like, if they would have done a little bit, like, less green on the arms and maybe added some black and, like, some green stripes, maybe it would have been a little bit better. But it was the green arms for me that made me think of, like, a green, like, highlighter. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, mm, I wasn't super impressed with their race suits. Their cars. Um, also, I love their cars. Not, I have mixed feelings on McLaren's race suits. I'm just going to bring that up. <laughs> about they look like an um, orange highlighter. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, sometimes I look at it, I'm like, oh, it doesn't look half bad. And other times I look at McLaren's and it's like, they look terrible. So, um, but back to, <laughs> back to steak. Um, I feel like, yeah, I didn't know what to expect going into it, just because, like, the whole, you know, new color scheme, what, um, what it was going to look like there, and so I feel like it's got, I mean, like, still quite a bit of black, but it does have a decent amount of green, um, I feel like there's more green on it than I was expecting, so I'm glad it's not, like, just black with, like, tiny bits of green. Um, yeah. <sighs> so far, my favorite that we've seen, I think, is Williams. Williams does have a pretty cool car launch. I like Williams' car. Um, their race suits are their so race clean. Suits are, oh, They're so they are. clean. And then paired with the helmets, like, even better. <laughs> Logan, I like Logan's helmet this year. Yeah, I was like, they just they look nice. Um, and I feel like, you know, similar, they kept the blue and stuff. But it's a dark blue. Yes. That I love. Oh, yes. it's so beautiful. Um, their car, I feel like, you know, it's got things that are similar from last year in the liveries, but it is different. Um, they kept the... The Duracell. <laughs> this May, they kept the Duracell battery on top <laughs> I it's it's growing on me. I think it looks weird, 
but like it's growing. But it's like it's funny. Yeah, I was like, it's the best advertising I think I've seen on that one card. I will say it's it's very unique. Yeah, but their race suits. Their race suits are so clean. Mm-hmm. I love them. I had, there's something about the all white. Yeah. Just like there's something about black. Um, their new like merch is also. I don't know if you've seen pictures of it, but it's also. I'm like, I need to go get me some Williams merch because. I'm gonna be honest with you. You didn't like it. I haven't seen it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have not been on Instagram this last several days. I've been so busy with so many other things in life that Instagram has just kind of not happened. I've gone on to like look at a couple of things here and there, but like I just haven't had the time nor the desire to be on Instagram. But I'm sure it looks wonderful. See, I looked at it because I saw I had saw their livery and stuff later. So I was at work. And so I like went to their page to look at it real quick. And they also had their new merch and stuff. So that's I saw that. Um that would explain it. Yes. But looks very nice, I will say. And sorry you're gonna probably get noisy from my cat. Apologize for that now. He's decided that he's gonna play now instead of sleeping. Like he's been doing. Oh, maybe he'll go go to sleep. Um. So for this one, we are combining Alpine and Williams, like we said in our intro. Um. I apologize if I'm kind of dead today. I've it's been I've had a rough past couple days. Um. So we're gonna start off with Alpine and go through the history, and then give their 2023 season recap, and then we'll move on to Williams and do their season recap. Um, do their history and then their season recap. And we'll kind of move through this quickly. That way it doesn't become too long. Yes. Um, so starting with Alpine's history, uh, we're kind of just starting in 2012 with them. So this is when they changed their name from Renault to Lotus. They had Grosjean and Kimi who were their drivers that year. They both got mo- multiple podiums. Um, and then Kimi got a win in Abu Dhabi that year. 2013, Kimi wins the first race of the season. Um, they take a further 13 podiums and ended up fourth in the constructors. 2014, um, they is when they made the switch to hybrid power units, and the Renault power units were not the greatest. Um, kind of unreliable. They tumbled down the order. They finished eighth in the constructors with just 10 points. In 2015, they switched to Mercedes power units. Um, this, you know, helped them do a little bit better. They scored 78 points and got a third place podium in Spa. And then in 2016, they changed their name back to Renault. Um, they had a tough year and scored points on just three occasions, their highest finish being seventh in Russia. Uh, they finished ninth in the standings that year. And then in 2017, um, this is when Carlos signed to join the team. He joined partway through the season. Um, 
they finished, let's see, fifth in the constructors, jumping four places from the previous year. And then in 2018, they ended fourth. Um, they were in a couple fifth place finishes. And then going into 2019, um, they dropped back down to fifth. Um, Tammy does get them their best finish of the year with fourth place in Italy, though. Um, and then in 2020, they got three podiums um, and prepared to rebrand to Alpine. Going into 2021, came in with that Alpine name. Um, they got a win in, in Hungary. Um, Ocon took the win as Fernando Alonso defended against Lewis Hamilton, um, helping Ocon get that. Um, and then Alonso was able to get a podium in Qatar that year. And then in 2022, they finished fourth in the constructors, but reliability kind of seemed like a problem. They had real, quite a few reliability problems. Um, and so it kind of pushed Fernando to leave. Um, <coughs> and he was replaced by Pierre for the 2023 season, making it an all-French team. Um, going into their season recap for 2023, they had some major mid-season management changes. Um, so I think that ended up being a good thing for them. I don't know, take it as you will. Some people, I don't know. I, I don't know. I thought they did pretty good towards the end of the season. Um, but with Alcon and Gasly being the, um, teammates, they proved to be pretty matched this season. They stayed with each other pretty much all season. They were fairly close in pretty much everything. Um, they finished sixth <clears throat> in the Constructors' Championship, scoring 120 points. They had two podiums each, or they had two podiums total, one each. So they both got a podium. Gasly, Gasly finished 11th with 62 points. Alcon finished right behind him in 12th with 58 points. Gasly finished higher um, in 10 races than... Oh, no. Sorry. Alcon finished higher in, in 10 races than his teammate. Um, Gasly outqualified his teammate 14 times. Their Gasly's... I guess both of their highest race finish was third place. Their best grid position for Alcon was third. For Gasly, it was fourth. Gasly had three DNFs, and Alcon had seven. Um, no fastest laps for them. And that's pretty much all the stats that I have. Um, I don't remember whose turn it is to go first to rank the teams and drivers. I think it might be yours. Mine? Yeah. I have no idea. Um, but I'll go first. <laughs> um, I'm giving Alpine overall as a team. I feel like overall they did pretty good this year. I'm giving them solid six. I feel like they didn't have a super bad year. They were pretty consistent throughout the whole year, whether it was like the you know, 
I don't, I'm like trying to like think of their season. It's been so long that sometimes just thinking about their season is so hard. But I feel like they were both pretty consistent. Like they stayed with each other. You know, the team didn't have a whole lot of issues compared to some of the other teams. Like you didn't hear a lot about like their engine failing or different things like that. If I feel like most of their DNFs were um, the drivers crashing or occasionally, correct, I could be wrong, but from what I'm remembering, I don't think it was much of like their fault. Gasly, really, he's a good driver. I Overall, Gasly's just a phenomenal driver, and I think he really proved um, and showed Alpine what a driver he can be this season. Um, and I am giving him... I don't know, this is hard. Giving him a solid... Six, five, six. I'm going leaning a little bit more towards the six. Um, he, you know, ended up having some great qualifying pace, which at times put that Alpine where we haven't really seen it in a while. In my opinion, like he, they're not usually up towards the top, but I feel like I saw Gasly up at the top a lot. I mean, he did get you know some of his highest grid or grid positions and even on the podium and he also didn't have very many dnfs compared to his teammate which is also another great thing um which just showed that he could really take care of that car and everything alcon giving him solid like four and a half out of five he did have quite a bit of dnfs this season um and I feel like he just, I mean, in comparison to Gasly, they were pretty close. But at the same time, like, I feel like Alcon could do it just a little bit better at times. Um, and <laughs> I'm sorry, Rascal is really going at this toy. And it is quite funny. Apologies. Um and I lost my train of thought. I don't remember what I was going to say. But yeah, we're going to just end with that because I don't remember anything I was going to say. Um, as always, we like always have very similar ratings. I was going to give Alcom like a five. I feel like, you know, like it was a decent year, but like nothing super memorable. Except for he likes he crashed into Max this year. I feel like he, you know, that's his thing. As you were talking about Alcon, I can only think of the five second penalty for Alcon, or you know, all the things about like any comment to any F one post. I'm pretty sure there's a comment about Alcon, like a penalty for Alcon. Alcon did get a he lot of five second penalties. penalties, and especially. What race was that at the beginning of the year? Oh. Where he had, like, five of them. Like, he kept getting penalties, and then they're like, well, you didn't serve that penalty correctly, so here's another penalty. And I was like, yeah. how many penalties can he get in this race? But see, those are, like, part of them are the team's fault. Yeah. 
But some of them. So some of them, Alcon had like track limit penalties. You know, these multiple lots of you know DNFs. DNFs. Um, yeah, like nothing like super memorable. I felt like. Um, I mean, he did get a podium. That was like a memorable. To be honest, I forgot that he got a podium until I looked it up. I did forget that, yes. Um, and then I was going to give Gasly six. Um, I feel like, you know, Kemen and Habit is be his first year with the team. Um, get a podium. Uh, yeah, I feel like overall it's a good year. Um, and I feel like there was just kind of a lot going on with Alpine throughout the year. Um, I feel like, you know, we had their team principal leave, and then for a while it was like, mm, do they really have a team principal? Uh, <laughs> I don't think it was ever really announced who replaced the, you know, previous team principal. Obviously they have one, but it was like, <laughs> for a while, like, mm. um, I feel like overall, as a team, I'd give them like a five and a, five and a half. Um, like it was a good year. I don't feel like it was quite as good as the year before. Um, but I feel like you know overall it was a solid year. Um, yeah, I just don't. I don't have much to say on them. <laughs> I guess we can jump into <laughs> Williams' history. Then. Um, this will be a little bit longer just because Williams. Has been around for quite a bit longer than some of the other teams. So I'll try to move through it quickly. And um, so in 1978, um, Williams was founded and Alan Jones was signed as a driver. And then in 1979, um, Clay Regazzoni wins the British Grand Prix and gave Williams their first win. Um, let's see, 1980, Alan Jones wins the construct, wins the driver's championship, and Williams takes the constructors. Um, let's see, 1986, team owner Frank Williams was injured in a road car accident, um, but continues to lead the team in his determined fashion. Um, I do have a love for Frank Williams. In his history with the team. Um, let's see, 1992, Nigel Mansell wins um, the first five rounds of the season and goes on to take the drivers' championship, and Williams takes the constructors. Um, 1993, Alan Prost wins the drivers' championship. 1994, um, Williams suffered their first fatality when Senna is killed at Imola. Um, the team does go on to win the Constructors' Championship that year, though. Um, 1996, Damon Hill wins the Drivers' Championship, and the team takes their eighth Constructors' title. In 1997, Jacques Villeneuve... Ooh, I probably said that wrong. Just, um 
gets the driver's championship, and Williams takes their constructors for the ninth time. Um, in 2003, they kind of had a rough start, but they do make some improvements in the second half of the season. Um, they win four races and finish second to Ferrari um, after losing the final race showdown. In 2005, they finished ninth, they finished fifth, sorry, fifth in the standings. Um, their best result that year was a double podium in Monaco. Um, 2006, they showed early promise. Um, they got the fastest lap in Bahrain, but they kind of quickly faded after that. They had 20 DNFs, um, and their um, best result was two sixth place finishes. And then 2008, um, they started the season well with a podium in Australia um, with Nico, Hulk, Nico Rosberg. Um, words are hard to say. <laughs> Nico Rosberg. Um, then they did get a second place in Singapore, but dropped to eighth in the final standings with just 26 points. Um, 2010, they got a fourth place at Valencia, and Nico Hulkenberg takes pole at Brazil. The team finished sixth overall. Um, 2011, they had some poor reliability and mm, just mediocre race pace. Um, they had their worst season up to that point and scored just five points. In 2012, Maldonado takes their first win since 2004. That happened in Spain. Um, in 2013, they finished ninth overall. So not a great year there. Um, and then 2014, they um, finished, had a better year, finished third overall um, and got podiums at eight of the 19 races. Um, 2015, they <coughs> were able to do well on quick circuits, but Looked a little more uncomfortable on slower ones. They finished the year with four podiums. Um, 2016, they fall further down the championship order um, and finished um, fifth um, with just one podium in Canada. 2017, they had one surprise podium in Azerbaijan got that. Um, it was their only top five finish of the year. They ended with 83 points. And 2018, that downward trend continues, and they finished last in the championship. In 2019, they scored a single point in the 21 races, and rookie George Russell outqualifies his teammate at every race. Um, in 2020, for the first time in their history, they end their season without a single point. Um, and then in 2021, they get a single podium. Um, 
in a very rainy Belgium Grand Prix, courtesy to George Russell. They improved to eighth in the standings, um, and founder Sir Frank Williams dies in November of that year. And then in 2022, they score eight points across the season, leaving the team 10th in the final standings. Well, I can tell you they did better this year. <laughs> um, this year, they finished seventh overall in the Constructors with their new team principal, James. I'm going to butcher this, but I'm pretty sure it's just Vows. Yeah. Scoring a whole whopping 28 points. Um, they This year, they had a remarkable qualifying and straight line speed. Um, and we really saw that with Albon. Albon put that Williams where we haven't seen that Williams in so long. So, go Albon. Albon finished 13th with 27 points. Logan Sargent finished 21st with 1 point. Um, uh, okay, so I, <laughs> I was just, like looking at something to make sure I had this right. Alex Albon out-qualified his teammates 22 times, um, and there's only 22 races in the season, which means Sar Logan didn't do anything, or uh, did not, he did things. <laughs> Logan Sargent did not qualify his teammate, that's what I meant to say. Um, the best race finish for... Um, Albon was 7th, the best race finish for Logan was 10th, the highest grid position Alex Albon placed was 4th, the highest grid position Logan Sargent placed was 6th, um, Alex only DNF'd 4 times, Logan DNF'd 7 times, I don't know if I mentioned this but Albon did better in 18 races than his teammate, who outdid him twice in the races. That's pretty much all we have for Williams. They didn't have any fastest laps, and they didn't get on the podium. They was, they were, he was, Albon was close, but didn't get podiums this year. Pretty much all. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll go first with <laughs> Williams. Um, so Albon, I'm going to give him like a good six and a half, seven. I feel like he kind of carried the team. Um, Poor little Logie. What, you know, had some great qualifiers. Um, you know, there were a couple races where he looked real strong. Um, I feel like overall it was a good year for him. Um, Logan, I'm gonna give him, I'm gonna give him like a four and a half. I feel like, you know, we put so much pressure on the rookies to, you know, jump in and perform right away. Um, and Obviously, Logan had some struggles, but I feel like towards the end, he was showing definite 
improvement. Um, I was happy that you got a point. <laughs> um, I feel like, you know, we just need to work on just being a little more consistent and, you know, being more confident. Yeah, being more confident. Um, I feel like a lot of times that would, like, because he did have a couple crashes throughout the season. And so I feel like just, you know, working on that confidence and because he has shown that he has good pace at times, like, you know, he had some pretty good qualifyings. But if he could just be more consistent with that and confident and, you know, be a little more careful at times. But I feel like, you know, overall, um, considering it was his rookie year, pretty decent. Um, and then the team, I'd give him, like, a good six, six and a half. Hmm. I feel like they, you know, to come from last year having been 10th, like, not having a great year to then come in this year, um, I feel like, you know, James Bell came in and really helped the team, helping move them in the right direction. Um, and I know, like, you know, James Bell has said things about, like, when he came into the team and he's like, the way they're doing stuff was like, you know, from years ago, like, you know, so just trying to get them moving in the right direction to, you know, hopefully improve. Um, and I feel like they've shown that they are capable of improving. So, um, yeah, I feel like good six and a half for them. Um... I'm going to give Albon a probably like a f six and a half, a seven. I feel like he really did good. He had a really good season this year. He put that Williams car in places that we definitely haven't seen that Williams car. I know there were several practices where he was up in the top three and he had amazing qualifyings. I just feel like I haven't seen that performance from a Williams car in a while. I know when he ended up getting, or him and Logan put that Williams in, pra in the practices in some places pretty high. And I definitely was like, what? Williams is never placed that high in practices before. And so I feel like they, Albon did a really good job of pushing that Williams to the limit and putting it where he needed to put it to where he could do his best. Logan, I'm giving him probably like a three and a half to a four. Um, I feel like he, I don't want to judge him too much because he is a rookie and he's not in one of the best cars on the grid, given some of the other cars. And so I feel like what, for the car he was given, not saying that William, Williams is bad or anything, but under the circumstances of everything, I feel like he, in the beginning, definitely had a really rough season. Um, but towards the end, he really showed that improvement and that growth. And like Sherelle said, if he could just become a little bit more confident and a little bit more consistent in that car, 
he could do amazing things and could take that car great places. Overall, um, I'm gonna give the team probably a solid like six. I feel like they did really good. They had improvement from last year and I feel like they are just on the uphill from where they have been the last couple of years being down at the very bottom. They're kind of more towards the middle teams, which I think is really good for Williams. And I think that James has played a huge part in that. And so I think I'm excited to see how the next season goes with that. Um, next week, we will give our thoughts on the Aaron McLaren's live three liveries that they have come out. They get put one out today. So they have one out today, which is Tuesday, one tomorrow, and then one Thursday. Um, so we'll give our thoughts on that. We'll give our thoughts on the Alpine car launch, the RB car launch, and RB is not Red Bull. RB is the Visa Cash app RB F1 team. And then Aston Martin and Ferrari. So we'll give our thoughts on those and join us next week for our Visa Cash app RBF1 team season recap. That was a mouthful. This has been F1 and Duke Girls, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.